0: Hi, and welcome to Power of the Network. I'm your host, Tim Locker, Vice President of Broadband for CBM. Uh, it's great to be back in studio again. I'm uh, super excited about our guest today, uh, Mr. David Johnson with Durline. He's the uh, Business Development Manager for Central U.S. Uh, for Microtechnologies. Uh, I've known David, gosh, six, seven years now. had the pleasure to work with him. Most competitive guy that I know, I love him like a brother, uh, and we always have a good time together. So uh, let's get into our conversation with David. Thanks for coming in today. Uh, Really appreciate you taking the time to come in and visit with us. Um, You know, we met back in 2017 when you started with Duraline. Um, You know, we've had an opportunity to work together over the years and really have built a great friendship, and that's one of the things that uh, you know that I love about this industry is is the people mm-hmm. and the relationships. Um, you know, what's your favorite part of your career so far? You know, starting with line
1: Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing that I've enjoyed is every day is different, um, which is kind of cool, and it's hard to explain that, um, but. Uh, the amount of people in this industry, the amount of personalities that you meet, um, you're dealing with a lot of different things each and every day, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. um, <clears throat> for me, uh, the the industry is very warm and well warm welcoming, uh, yeah. very easy to get along with, um, and everybody is curious, right? Yeah, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, um, and when when you have curiosity. Um, it, it opens up doors for, for good communication, good opportunities to, to learn about people and, and, you know, what they're going through. And um, that's that's probably my favorite part. Yeah, I mean, the relationships that I've grown in the last seven years have been pretty incredible. Um, and in my personal, I, I, I strive to to make them long lasting, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want them transactional. Well,
0: right? this you know, the industry is such a tight knit group. Yep. It's a very small industry you know, when you really look at it, mm-hmm. and and you know, for longevity, obviously you have to have, you know, integrity is one thing. Yep. You know, treat people right, um, but those relationships, you know, people move from company to company, and you know, it's yep. going to come back full circle. Yep. Um, you know, and some of the. Customers that we're able to work with, you know, traveling for me, I can't, I couldn't just sit in an office job every day. Yep. And you know, stare at the same four walls. I've always been in some kind of position where I've traveled. Yep. And, and you know, you get to see stuff that you wouldn't normally normally
1: see. Yeah, I mean, that's when my first three, four years here, as you know, lived in Pleasant Hill, Missouri, and I was driving thousand miles a week, right? Yeah. So you go. Eastern Nebraska it's different type of people. You go to Omaha it's different type of people. You go to you know wherever you're at in yeah. that radius of four states you're you're meeting a different type of people and that's what I like about it is it's different every day, right? Yeah. You get no, to, you get to adapt um, you know mm-hmm. I, I I like the term dealing with ambiguity, dealing with change and I love that, right? Uh, cause it keeps me Change on my is one toe. of the things that we're going to
0: talk about today because that can be hard for some folks. Yes. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that here in a, in a little bit, but, yep. um, so, I mean, I'm just going to come out with it. You are probably one of the most competitive people that I know. Yeah. And, and that's great. I mean, you and I, yep. uh, you know, our relationship is like, like we're brothers Yep. and I'm probably better at a lot of things than you are. And I know it's hard, <laughs> but, um. How how has that helped you professionally? Because I, I know it's a value. Yeah. So how does that help you in a professional setting?
1: Well, I mean, I would attribute my my competitiveness to what I grew up doing, right? Yeah. Uh, multi-sport person, right? I yep. played multi-sports, um, even in college. And it was something that I had to, ta- in order for me to be successful, I had to get better, right? Every single day had to get better yeah so you know challenging myself each and every day um, that competitiveness wanting to be the best right yeah it can be you know termed as arrogant or sometimes off-putting um, but I try I try my best to not go that far right yeah um, but you know it's uh, it's something that has driven me um, in, in my life. Um, and you know, we hear, I, I have kind of like an idol, um, someone that I look up to a mentor recently, you know, with all the podcasts and whatnot, his name's Inky Johnson. He, um, had a tragic event that happened to him in his college career. Um, and, and one of the things that he always says is it's not about the results. It's about the process, right? It's yeah. not about yeah. what happens at the end. It's not about what you're striving for, uh, but it's the process in which you go through. And, when difficult times happen, what is that defining your character, right? Do you keep pushing on? Do you keep moving forward and keep learning or do you just crumble or do you just blame? Right. Yeah. And so it's all about the process. And so for me, just in, in general, my competitiveness is is mostly how can I make my process um, make me grow, make me learn yeah. and, and whatnot. So.
0: No, that's, that's, that's a great point. A good perspective. And one of the things I could, you know, we've, obviously we've built a friendship over the years and, I remember, you know, several years back, I think we were talking about something with my, you know, maybe one of my son's sports or yeah. something, but y- you talked about being coachable. Yeah. And at the time we were talking about it, I could tell you like you understood that mm-hmm. and you meant it. And it might have even been too, I think you've said it twice because you talked about it in a golf. I know yeah. you, that's a good uh <laughs> hobby of yours. You like the golf. Yeah, I love it. But to actually understand that and think about it. And like, I've watched you learn different things over the years mm-hmm. because you have that mindset. And I, I don't think that's something people really think about. Um, but, you know, in a yeah. work environment too, mm-hmm. that's that's obviously a good quality. So being being coachable, you, you, yeah. you made that uh, very evident to me. Um, in your mind, then how, what does that mean to you? And how do you tie that in into work?
1: Yeah, um, so it's all depends on the person, right? What, what's, what, where are they at in their life? Uh, What are they, what are they trying to accomplish? Um, Because when you're a coachable person, that allows you to know that you're going to get told something that you need to improve on. And does that offend you? Does that, you've got to take some humility a (laughs) little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be able to accept that. Right. Um, And a lot of times in my career, it was tough, but I've always wanted to be better. Right, yeah. so it's it's the want and the desire to 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 overcome some of your 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 uh, weaknesses that you may not see, yeah. and coachable is your coach sees you or your your mentor or the people seeing you see those weaknesses, and they're not trying to point them out to make you feel terrible. Yeah. they're pointing them out to let you know that this is something you can help you become better, right and yes. so um, that's that's where I, I think it's all about the person, right? If yeah. they're willing to to do that. Keep the open um, mind. They have the open mind. They have the Set mindset that wanting you want to go do it, right? And accept. Yeah. And it doesn't happen always that way, right? No. I mean, there's, there's no. moments where yeah. you, uh, it's def- definitely hard to, it's a tough pill to swallow at times. Um, but it's about the process. Yeah. It's not about, you know, the results.
0: No, that's, that's a great perspective. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> um,
1: so let's talk a little bit about Duraline. You know
0: the big push right now is in micro technologies. Yeah. Uh, your so, you, so your title
1: would be uh,
0: business development manager for microtechnologies? Yeah, yeah,
1: business development manager, central U.S., um, okay. and it's really just uh, to help the entire industry understand really where this stuff fits into their 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 play or, or what yeah. they're trying to accomplish.
0: And without getting too far into the weeds, um, explain a little bit what. When we say micro technologies, what are, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, so uh, a lot of people might confuse, you know, because we have a term micro duct. They might be like, "Oh, you're just talking about your product, your pathway, whatnot." But it's not just that, right? Uh, it incorporates every aspect that touches this type of product, right? So, uh, when we're talking about micro technology, um, it's it's the pathway it's the cable that you're placing inside the pathway um, it could be your connectivity your your splitters your handholes um and then also the what you do to install that product right placing equipment
0: yeah getting equipment
1: though it's the whole process so when you're talking microtechnology it's it's not just duraline's you know microduct and future path uh, it's the package right you know the customer has to understand what that means uh cuz there's small things that you have to adapt to and change to um, in order to be successful with it. There's,
0: there's that word again, change. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, let's get into it. So, you know, we're, we're dealing with, um, you know, different companies, their projects, contractors, et cetera. Um, contractors especially seem to either they grasp it mm-hmm. and run with it or they don't understand it and don't run with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of call it fighting the medicine. For sure. I I think we both agree that, um, you know, microtechnology makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, How do we how do we educate the contractors? How do we get them off center to actually kind of open their minds Mm -hmm. and be coachable, if you will, and and, you know, try this type of. Technology.
1: I think it's there's there's a twofold situation. You kind of have to understand your your uh, situation, right? And we can go back to what we talked about earlier, where um, you know we were talking about how this industry is so tight knit. Yeah. Right. So because it's so tight knit, some of these people or contractors or end users who haven't used it. They've heard about it. Yeah. And maybe that particular situation they heard about didn't go too well. And a lot of that has to do with not being educated or they didn't get the training necessary to be successful. And so that word of mouth goes out in a wrong way. Right? Yeah. Can and go so, way. so we have to understand, you know, what we're dealing with. We have to understand that, um, although the, the information they're saying on the negative part of this, uh, might be very true, um, we also need to let them know that, you know, there's, there's a way to, to be trained or educated to, to make this successful. And once you follow those steps, yeah. the majority of the time, you're going to have a lot of great experience with this product.
0: Yeah. The reality is it's not as scary as it may seem to be at first.
1: Yeah. A term, um, a term I absolutely hate is it's just pipe, right? Yeah. It's just but, just, in uh, this, but in this situation, it is. I mean, it's a pathway. It's, there's not much different. It's just on a yeah. smaller level. Yeah. So, and and you mentioned
0: training, and I know that's one thing that Duraline is very big on. Yes. You know, whether it be uh, corporately direct or whether it be through your rep firms, yep. there's always somebody available. You know, to go out in the field, and make sure your job is, you know, get kicked off on the right foot so you're successful.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's one thing that we want everybody to know is that you know we we are here to train you. We do not want you doing this by yourself. We're not just throwing you something and saying good luck. Um, you know, but it's, 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 to me, it's shocking how much people don't take up that offer though, too. Yeah. Uh, because you know, whether it could be, um, they're, they're competitive. Maybe they're like, I know how to do this stuff. I'm good. I don't need help. Right. Yeah. Um, whether it's that or, or whatever it is, but, uh, the important thing is, is when you get support, when you get asked, uh, or offered support, I mean, take it, take it because we want to give it to you and you're going to find yourself not wasting time down the road. Yep. Um, when you do do that, yeah. So,
0: what what are some of the biggest misconceptions about microduct?
1: Uh, well, the biggest thing isn't necessarily the pathway. I would think it's uh, the fiber optic cable, right? Yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's the cable, right? It's <clears throat> uh, I'm 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 installing a cable that uh, is double jacket or single armored or just has robust you know strength, and yeah. um, you're going to a product that is a lot smaller, right? Um, but the important thing for us to remember is the glass is the same glass um, you know it's it's outdoor rated right yep um, and you know as long as you are following the recommended steps in the training of how you place your handhole, how you protect that open environment when you actually are dealing with or have fear of that fiber cable getting ruined um, if you're doing the steps that are necessary those kind of get you know they, yeah. they, they they forget about them pretty quickly, but it's a huge pinpoint, right, yeah. uh, for people uh, at the beginning of their yeah, process. Yeah, you know,
0: different industries, you know, whether it's utility space or the communication space and, you know, different geographical concerns, you yeah. know, you do see that. The fiber cable can be a little bit intimidating, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, you and I have both been around the fiber jetting process a lot. Yep. Uh, and And I think... You know, if anybody gets the opportunity to see that live and in person and actually, it's real impressive how much cable you can get yeah. in ground in uh, such a hurry.
1: I mean, I love to uh, say, it, but that's where the magic happens, right? That's yeah. where that's where it's fun. <laughs> and I every time I'm talking about it, this is where I I tell customers this is the cherry on the top, right? This is this is really what wraps it all together. Yeah, and this is why you're doing it. Um, you know, we can talk great about the pathway, we can talk great about the fiber cable, kind of get them convinced, but. It's the jaw-dropping moment when you see that product placed and how fast it goes into the the, yeah. the, the microducts and, and whatnot. So
0: Well, and on top of that, so the first install is obviously, uh, you know, the jaw-dropping moment, like yep. you said. But, um, you know, talk about the benefits of having multiple pathways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the thing that people don't necessarily see um, and they don't necessarily think about. It's always um,
0: kind of been a cost deal. It's always you know,
1: been... It, How much does one pipe cost versus a seven way or a four way? Yeah, that's not the reality, right? Um, When you get into uh, depending on where you're at in the the build, first mile, middle mile, or last mile, um, a lot of us don't realize that in the last mile, you're not just putting in an inch and a quarter. You're putting in multiple inch and a quarters, yeah, because you've got your distribution fiber cable, then you've got your drops, and you're already installing that, right? So your 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 cost to install multiple bundles of standard conduit, is significantly higher than we initially think about it. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you know, installing something that has seven or four pathways in less than an inch and a quarter size, the installation of that product going in the ground is a lot cheaper than doing, you know, multiple inch and a quarters or, or yeah. a two-inch product and, and whatnot.
0: And the, bi- the ability to come back later and yep. add to it.
1: And add to it, yep.
0: You know, that's one of the things that sticks out to me. You know, not even – looking too far back 10 15 years ago some of the uh, networks that have been built uh, really aren't designed to last yeah you know uh, we've got a lot of money coming uh, from the bead funding um, you know what do we need to do different on today's network uh, to make sure that they last you know an old copper network they yeah. built for 30 plus years yeah I don't feel like we're doing that today it's all about cost um, long term that's going to cost us more
1: yeah, and I mean it's it's all dependent on your your I guess you can say your network, right? Who's your network? Who's designing this stuff? Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of designers out there and networkers that, you know, do a phenomenal job. Um, uh, but they sometimes pigeon toe themselves into something that they know works, right? And when you when you know something works, you kind of just run with it and it's
0: hard to change. It's
1: hard to change, <laughs> right? Um, And it's all about, um, you know, finding ways in certain situations where this might make sense a little bit more for this particular customer and what they're doing. Maybe that neighborhood has the potential to grow, right? Um, So we want to add something that allows that. A lot of people add fiber counts to those situations where what's great about this solution is you don't have to do that. You can have a pathway, spare pathway, redundancy for you to add and only use what you need now right use yeah. what you need now and then you have pathways to grow down the road and what's great it's a reusable pathway so once you've added on to that capacity you can remove and terminate that old network and then play continue on to use that, that yeah. pathway reusable yeah. pathway right
0: because it's yeah. always a guessing game up there. yep yep you know years ago you you know you'd put a 6 fiber cable in the mm-hmm. in the ground and buy oh, how you'll never need more never than need that. that you know how many <laughs> yeah. times have you heard that Oh, so, wow. wow. Um, yeah that eliminates the guessing game for sure yep Really quick, let me tell you a little bit about CBM. We're a manufacturers rep firm right here in the Midwest. Uh, What that means is we are a contracted sales organization that works for multiple different manufacturers. Uh, So we can be a resource for you on many different facets. Uh, We were established in 1960 and now are an ESOP company. So we are employee owned. And what that means is we have a different mindset here. the tagline around the office is act like an owner. Uh, so our employees, uh, they think differently, think as owners, and we operate that way. And we are inspired by that leadership. Uh, if we can be a resource for you, uh, please reach out to us at cbmrep.com. So let's take a second and just talk definitions. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about a about microduct future path, and, and you know some of our viewers may not know what we're talking about. So, uh, real basic definitions: What is a microduct?
1: Yeah, so it's you, let's talk about what we know, right? Yeah. Uh, so, what we know is a standard conduit, right? So, we've got you know inch and a quarter conduit, you got two inch conduit, three inch, four inch stuff that the entire US is very familiar with, yeah. right? Rollable pipe. Um, product that we've become notorious for making for our customers, um, continuous rolled pipe versus the PVC pipe, right? Yep. Stick pipe. Sure. Um, so you have that that product right there, inch and a quarter. Um, you get to a point to where with microducts, it's so small, we can't talk in inches anymore. That's the reason why this product is somewhat new in America, because this is the only thing that's used in Europe, right? Yeah. How small of locations they've got, what they use, they use microducts, and they use those in terms of millimeters, so you get to a point to where it's so small where you got to talk in millimeters and so microduct you know ranges from a uh, twenty seven millimeter and below uh microduct, and those are that's what that's why we call them you know microducts because the how how small they are, yeah. um you know and uh, relative to standard conduit, so microduct. Um, similar to what you're kind of seeing here, um, this is a bundle of of microducts, what we call future path, um, and that product right there is is kind of jumbling right now. But
0: no, uh, so this yeah, Great. so
1: this is a seven
0: way eighteen fourteen. Yes, right, seven way so, eighteen fourteen. So inside this pipe, I don't know if you can see on the camera, but each one of these then is a microduct. Yep, yep. So. When it's bundled, this oversheet is put on, and then that's considered a future path. Yep. Uh, so that's how that's marketed. But so each one of these uh, eighteen millimeter outside diameter, fourteen millimeter inside diameter. Yep. Um, you know that uh, that one eighteen fourteen uh, can take as many as so this is a four thirty two micro cable. So four hundred and thirty two fibers that can be jetted into. You know, one of those individual pipes. Now yeah. that that sometimes can get overwhelming and a little scary, and that's one of the things we've touched on. But uh, that's the value of this pipe—the density uh, that you can actually get that many fibers into it, and then add more. You know, yeah, as you move on. So
1: yeah, what's great about our microducts, right? So something that separates us from the entire industry is is what we put inside of our microducts, right? So they all are ribbed in. So they have less surface area for that fiber cable to touch, yep. which eliminates friction. So not only does the ribbed in help the product and the installation process, um, but we have a permanently extruded lining inside of that called silicore ULF. So that silicore ULF reduces the friction um, quite a bit, right? Um, it makes it so you can jet, you know, without that product, you're, you're jetting a few thousand feet and we're at least doubling that distance because of that Silicor ULF. Yep. So uh, that uh that's one thing that, you know, all of our microducts, you know, provide. We also have the opportunity to put that inside of our standard conduit as well, but it doesn't come there, you know, nat- uh, just uh, standard. It's, it doesn't, it's yeah. not their standard, but our, all of our microducts yeah. have that Silicor ULF.
0: Yeah. And so this product here, just briefly, so this is a jumbo future pass. So you've got, actual inch and a quarter ducts that does have the silicore ULF in it combined with the micro ducts. So
1: and we call we yeah, we call this one it's our hybrid future hybrid, path. Yep. Okay. Right. And so hybrid future path is a combination of standard duct uh, with microduct. Um and we also have a jumbo future path yep. which you mentioned there. Um, but that's just standard conduit and over sheath. So
0: and so this is what kind of replacement for a four inch duct? Yes. Metro type application. Yep. Uh, where you may be pulling standard cable, you may be using microduct.
1: It's a great uh, replacement for any environment where you're using PVC pipe as well, right? Four inch PVC pipe, stick pipe, um, you know, large diameter pipe. If it's, uh, it's in the HTP world, four inch pipe. Um, yeah, it completely replaces this. It's a one step install. And what I mean by that is, you know, with a four-inch pipe, you're installing it, and then you're putting something inside of it. Whatever that is, it's multiple inner ducts inside of that, or Maxell product, fabric lining, right? Um, This, it's a one-step install, and you have six pathways ready to use instantly once you've installed it.
0: So, one of the things I think is important, you know, moving forward, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, how do we make the networks last. Um, Scalability. Mm -hmm. You know, I know uh, that's, that's one of the things I think we have to, to keep in mind as we build these. And obviously this product is perfectly suited for that. Yeah. So um, how, do we, how do we change that mindset to think about long-term? Because we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen in 10 years or 20 years, but we, we need to get 30 years out of a network. So uh, talk a little bit about how this will help.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the, the industry is starting to kind of wrap their heads around how do I build for the future already? Yeah. That's why they're installing two or three inch and a quarters. That's why they're installing multiple two inch mm-hmm. products. Right. They're installing, they're building their own future path bundle with standard duct. Right. And so uh, the industry is kind of adapt to that already. Um, the, the biggest thing that we have to overcome really is just understanding the, the big picture. And that's something that I like to discuss about uh, with a lot of our customers and engineering firms is understanding the big picture of, of what this looks like, right? Um, when, you, when you get your numbers and all your product and the cost of a, a, a pathway, our pathway is less than 3% of the overall build. Yeah. And people are always penny crunching and, and, and really trying to yeah. get the, the cheapest solution with your pathway. But your pathway is your infrastructure, yeah, your your pathway is what you use to install your cable, so it's less than three percent of the overall cost. We've probably should have you know value and probably a little, smaller than that, yeah, really. You've, yeah, it's, it's, I'm kind of throwing it up there as yeah. you know if the percentage goes, but um, you know if if we short circuit that, we're short circuiting what we can do in the in the future, right? Yeah. And so you know you know thinking about it more often, realizing what the overall cost of that is. Um, and the changes you can have uh, really can set you up for success.
0: Yeah. And there are cheaper solutions. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll s- nothing to hide there. there. It's a very competitive market. Yep. I know there's a lot of different companies that are you know coming after this technology mm-hmm. and trying to uh, really compete with it. But what sets Duraline apart?
1: Well, I mean, uh, the, the one thing that I talk about all the time with us is the quality of our product, right? So Duraline's been around since, uh, you know, 1971, right? So yeah. a little over 50 years. You know, we started in Middlesbrough, Kentucky, um, and we started in the gas and water industry, right? Something that we're not really that specialized in anymore, right? Yeah. So we've evolved, right? We've evolved to to, to being a huge player, the, the, the number one HDP manufacturer in the U.S., right? So we have... 13 plants and counting in the uh, in North America footprint. Um, You know, we've become a a billion dollar company in the United States Um, and you don't get that big with not changing right? Adapting, yeah, continuing absolutely. in your process, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what we are very good at, right? So we are constantly changing, trying to improve ourselves and, you know, what we can provide to our customers to where, you know, we're not just providing pipe anymore, right? We're we're, we're providing, you know, opportunities for engineering support. We're providing opportunities for for training on sites, training and support. Um, we even have our own Duraline Academy, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the things that we overlook as companies and even even these small telcos, right, is how do we train our team? Yeah. How do we value them enough to give them the training that they need? And so we've done a lot of of, of training uh, within our own company, and it's uh, with the Duraline Academy, and we're offering that to all of our customers. Yeah, you're right. We're offering it to every single one of them to use our our our, our data, our classes, our courses on microtechnology, even safety install installation tips, yeah. design uh, designing how to, how to put it together, right? How to do all of that. And so it's it's that's that's what separates us from most of our comp, uh, competitors, right? We're not just pushing out pipe. We're, we're pushing out uh, a solution and constant continuous support uh, to our end users, uh, which is always there.
0: Yeah, and, and we feel that as one of your reps, you know, we've uh, our guys have all been through the Academy. Uh, and the trainings are great. Uh, if anybody uh, is interested in that, how, where do they find that?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, com. And that's where you can-
0: Just go in and register and register. sign up. Register, it's, it's all
1: free. You make your own account. Um, uh, the courses right there um, are available uh, to anybody who signs up and makes an account. Um, and there are some on there that do say they cost, but you know we have ways to, to give you Get a discount we'll, code. We'll, we'll, f- we'll figure and, that out for and, you. <laughs> and, and, and help you out so you don't
0: have yeah. to pay for those. No, that's great. Um, and, and you know, obviously as a manufacturer's rep, uh, you know, it's important to us. Uh, you know, working for you know good companies like Duraline and the relationships that you guys have with reps. Um, you know, talk a little bit about how uh, how you work with your reps and you know how we partner together in the field. So I, I think a lot of times maybe people don't understand what a rep does.
1: Oh yeah,
0: um, yeah. It, and you know, shame on us maybe, but uh, talk about that relationship a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I mean, we we. I mean, we can't thank our rep firms and I mean CBM enough with you know what the what you guys do for us. You guys are evolving as well. You're trying to change how you go to go to market with your customers and support yeah. your customers, and those are the kinds of uh, rep firms that we want to you know go to you know business with, right? And you know, for us, a rep firm is a, a, an extension arm for our sales team, right? Yeah, yeah. They they are an extension. We do not buy or purchase, or you guys don't. Take uh, product or sell to customers directly. That's uh, we see the customers physically, yeah. yeah. man to man, person to person, woman to woman. We see them to to directly, yes. But yeah. we do not sell through a, a rep or whatnot, right? So yeah. it's important it's for through, through distribution. It's through distribution or yeah. our avenues of you know who we work with. But our, our rep firms are just there to to expand our reach, yeah. right? Um, and and get to those people that we may oversee, right? Um, and they also help us with large accounts that we yeah. may need a little additional support outside of our product that we sell, fiber optic cable, right? Yeah. Um, you know, handholes or, uh, you know, jetting equipment, right? So we use you guys. And um, well,
0: that's one of the neat things that, you know, one of the neat parts about being a rep and a benefit to a company like Duraline uh, is having portfolio of all the products. Yep. So, you know, when we talk about micro solutions, micro technology, you know, obviously we can help you with the duct, uh, but we can help you with the fiber cable. Yep. We can help you with the vaults. Uh, we can help you with the splice closures. We can help you with this, uh, you know, the splicing machines, Yeah. you know, from one end to the other, you know, it actually adds value to the manufacturer as well, because Maybe we don't get in there with the Line product, but we talk to them about another line, yep. and then it's an opportunity, uh, you know, to bring more people into the picture. So it's all about timing in this industry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we visited a customer and we're like, oh man, if you would have been here a few months ago yeah. when I built, started buying my network and yeah. you know, I, I wish I could have been able to know about this stuff before, but yeah, you're right. I mean, when you can go in there and you've, you've timed it perfectly and, and, and you get splicers right They're yeah. they're they're at that point, they need splicers. Right, you start building that relationship with that customer. You start showing how good you are in the support world, which is why we have a relationship with you. Yep. And then they start saying, "Oh, well, we're starting to do this build over here. Yeah. Maybe we can start talking about, you know, what you what we missed out on the last time. Right. Yeah. Build a little so,
0: credibility. Yep. That goes back to those relationships. Yep. That you know is, a, once again, one of the biggest. Biggest things that I love about the job is just the people and the customers mm-hmm. uh, and, and the manufacturers and everybody that we get to work with.
1: So. Yeah. The, for the majority part of the, this industry, they're all great people, right? Yep. Um, and I mean, there's a reason why they stick around so long is because it's hard to leave.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about training. I know uh, you guys just recently had kind of an internal fiber of the home type of training. You yeah. brought in some other manufacturers, uh, you know, to. Teach your internal folks. Yeah, uh, talk yeah. a little bit about what happened there. And
1: yeah, so we had an internal tech summit where we uh, our our subject matter was the fiber of the home right with yeah. with the bead funding coming out um, with 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 knowing what opportunities we have here in the new future. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure our entire team understood. You know what it is that that micro technology world really consists of. Right. So we had multiple manufacturers um, and part we call them partner relationships, partner sure. yep. um, manufacturer partners um, where they'll come in and um, they would talk about their particular product that they are working with in the fiber of the home network. Right. And, and so that other
0: piece of the micro the
1: other piece of micro technology, really understanding what each part of that build looks. And, you know, one of the terms we used is follow the light. Right from the CEO all the way through the huts, through the cabinets, all the way to the home, right. So we followed the light. um, What that consists of, where the pathway fits inside of that footprint, yeah, Um, and then also where all the other, uh, you know, uh, vendor partners, you know, are are taking place in this environment. Right. Well, I think that's
0: huge because obviously. Uh, you know, if you guys have to understand what you know the other manufacturers are doing, they need to understand what you're doing, and how do we collaborate all that together yeah. to make this network more viable? Yeah. You know, I think that's great. I know, uh, you know, you had uh, uh, Brendan O'Boyle with PLP there, and he yep. got to talk about uh, you know why uh, why a preformed dome closure is is better. You know, yeah. why to use that, and I, I know, uh, you know, just from personally talking to him, I know that. That meeting was very important to, uh, you know, not only to him, but to Preform and some of the other partners that we work with. I, th- I think that's awesome what you guys did there. And, and I think that goes to show the difference, uh, you know, of what Duraline is, yeah. is willing to do, yeah. uh, you know, for the long term versus, you know, some of the others. So,
1: yeah, when you when you have relationships mm-hmm. with multiple, you know, people and, and multiple partnerships, it, it, it makes it makes your job that much easier. Uh, it, it just makes it easier to go out, and you know that's what a customer wants to know. They want to know what all. What are all their options, right? What options do they have? Yeah. Um, where you know there's 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 some solutions out there where it's just it's mine or all it's all or mine. Yeah. All right? or all or nothing. All or nothing. And yeah. if you don't do that, then it's not going to work out, right? So yeah. you know our our solution allows you to you know piece and match what makes sense for that customer. Um, and allows them to adapt and make their own, you know, their own network and, and piece it together, which yeah. is great. So
0: talk a little bit. I know we've, we've talked a lot about in the communication space today, mm-hmm. but what other markets uh, are you responsible for? Where are we seeing, you know, this type of solution?
1: Yeah, I mean any it, what's the easy short answer to this is this product fits in every single vertical market you can think of. Yeah. I mean that's that's the easy answer. Um right now, I mean we we got this started in the the independent telephone companies, the telco world. Yep. That's where it's really kind of started out, initiated. Um but as things progress, as the knowledge gets out there, you know, you have, you know, government uh, entities, DOTs, Uh, You have city ofs, municipalities, they really like this product because um, it allows them to install a product and not have multiple internet service providers come in in one year and then they're digging up and making permits the next year with another ISP. Right, so you know it's really huge for those those government entities, city of's, municipalities. Um, that's a really big vertical market right now um, with this particular product and, and how it's growing. Um, and then we also have the power utility world, right? Electrical co ops, power utilities are trying to find another source of income besides just a utility bill with their with their yeah. customers, right? So you know they are trying to find out ways to to bring internet services to their loyal customers. That they've had for a long time, and they're 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 starting to learn more about what the fiber network looks like, installing fiber optic cable. Um, but those guys are kind of the big ones right now that are yeah. really up and growing. Um, well, we're seeing
0: you know, a big like, shift, in, you know, in the in the broadband projects. You know, we're seeing a lot of RECs uh, and, and utility companies doing these builds, and, yep. and uh, you know, some of them are very well versed in fiber, and some of them are very. Not nah, it's new yeah. to them. Oh yeah. Um, so the fact that you guys uh, do such a good job on training mm-hmm. and educating the customer, I, th- I think that's huge.
1: No, yeah, and I mean, like we've said, you know, we we have we've done the work on on building a training platform, right? We've yeah. we've done that work. We've put in the time, um, and we want to share it with our customers. You know, yeah. we have a few situations where our Duraline Academy can be morphed into a specific customer's own training academy for themselves right so when they have so you new employees come in we'll tailor fit it to whatever that particular customer would like us to do right we've we've done it with a few customers and they've they've been very grateful for this opportunity because they haven't had to spend the time to build their training facility or their training website or whatever that may yeah. be um you know they're able to you know now incorporate you know the hard work that we've done we've be able to incorporate it into into their own training which is awesome
0: yeah and where do we find that again
1: uh, academy.durline.com
0: that's awesome david uh, once again uh, i love you like a brother yep Thanks for coming in and, and talking to us today and, and shedding some information on, on Duraline and uh future path. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, thank
1: you. Thank you. Appreciate you.
0: Well, there you have it. I always love talking with David. Like I said, he's truly like a brother to me. Uh, you can tell, you know how incredibly passionate he is about what he does. And I share those same passions with him. Uh, always love talking to David If you'd like to find out more information about some of the stuff we talked about today, you can go to Duraline.com or always reach out to us here at CBM, cbmrep.com. Thanks, and we'll see you on the next one.